people think I'm damaged goods. I'm worried about losing my job. Will I ever get a transplant? I want to see my children graduate from college. How can I afford this? I don't want to be a burden. I'm afraid. I'm overwhelmed with information. Sometimes I wonder if I'll ever fall in love and get married. I just want to play with my friends. You're listening to Kidney Talk, streaming health, happiness, and hope to the renal community with your hosts, Lori Hartwell and Stephen First. Hey, it's, it's so excited to be back here. So this is our third show. And uh, wow, hey, Stephen. A streak of three. Three. I know the third time's a charm. My third transplant took. So, hey. Oh, this is this, it. We're going to be on it. for years. Exactly. Hey, how was your week, Lori? It was great. Um, I spent some time in Washington, D.C. I love um, Washington, D.C. You fun. know, I'm from that area. Are you really? Yeah, I'm from Southern Virginia, but it's, you know, just a, a hop, skip, and a jump to, to Washington, D.C. Oh, it was great. I I mean, I had some time to spend some time with uh, some of the people that I work with, but also got to do a little shopping, which is always fun. It's a great well, I week. I had a great week. I, 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 uh, I took my dog for a very long walk, which is very difficult because my, my foot's broken right now. Oh. And, uh, you know, I... I to make things even, I put a cast on my dog, so we both have the same gant, you know. And, and people don't—it it, it, it gets a lot of attention. It's a good way to meet women, too. Hey, Lori, you know, when you were growing up, or when I was growing up, because I'm a heck of a lot older than you, uh, you know, I, I love this song. You know, it's it's amazing to hear that song. And, you know, today on Kidney Talk, we'll be speaking with British rock star Peter Quaithe. Since giving up the rock and roll lifestyle in the late 60s, Peter's life has taken a number of unexpected turns. Today, he's on hemodialysis and become an acclaimed art cartoonist. The subject of his cartoons, Life and Times in the Hemodialysis Unit. It sounds really boring, you know, <laughs> Life and Times in the Hemodialysis Unit. And then all of a sudden, I get this book, The Lighter Side of Dialysis, and I was absolutely absolutely hysterical. I could not put it down. When Peter was just 19, he and a couple of friends became international rock stars. That is like American Idol dreaming time, exactly. you know? Exactly, I know. And, and, and they became nearly an overnight with the, you know, rock stars overnight as, as the, guess what, what was the name of the group? Do you remember the, the name sto- of the group? The, the group was called The Kinks. The Kinks. Wow. And their songs, you know, raced to the top of the charts. And there was only one other group that was more popular back then. Than, and, and who was that, Lori? The Beatles. I want to hold your hand. I want to uh, hold no. your kidney. No, that's something <laughs> else. Sorry. Okay. And uh, when we come back... We are going to talk to Mr. Rockstar, Peter Quaife. Well, I'm the dumb, but I can't understand why she's walking like a woman, but talk like a man, oh my My name is Jenny Huey. There is a critical shortage of organs. 91,000 people are waiting for a transplant. I am one of those people waiting for a kidney like many of you listening. I wait for my transplant coordinator to call me with the good news, that they have a kidney for me. 
Other young women my age are waiting for that special someone who they met online at that dating website, Match.com, to call. And I'm waiting for the right cross-match. It is important that we all inform our friends, family, and co-workers about the importance of becoming a donor and to make sure they sign a donor card. Also, they need to discuss this very important decision with their family. We all need to bring awareness to the public about the importance of giving the gift of life so I can continue on with my life, dialysis-free, and have guys waiting patiently by the phone for me. Peter Quaith. Hey, Peter, this is Lori. Hi, Lori. How are you? And this is Stephen First. How are you? I'm, I'm so excited to talk to you. Ah, <laughs> no, no, I, don't I, be. I grew up with you. <laughs> really? I didn't see you there. How Steven. long were you with the Kinks? Oh, my Lord. We were about, what, 16 at the time, something like that. Oh, wow. And did you, like, I... rehearse in your garage, or how did you... <laughs> no. How does that work? <laughs> we never did that in England. <laughs> it was always a front room somewhere. Oh, somebody's uh. living room? Yeah, well, we couldn't afford garages, you, you see. <laughs> oh, that's funny. <laughs> well, how did you come up with the name The Kinks? Uh, that was actually our managers that uh, came up with that. They... they telephoned us and said, Listen, you absolutely got to come in. We've got something really spiffy for you. <laughs> You know, and, uh, oh, my God, here we go again, you know. And they said, well, what do you think is the name The Kinks? And we went, well, we hate it. Now can we go back down to the pub again, you know? And, uh, but, no, it stuck. Uh, they more or less insisted. We realized it was a good name. And, now, what were uh, some of the other names you went through? That'd be exciting to hear. Oh, God, I don't know. Well, it uh, was uh, quite a while where um, it depended on who it was that actually got the gig. You know, so if Ray got the gig for us, then it was the Ray Davis Quartet. And if it was Dave, then it'd be the Dave Davis Combo or something, you know. <laughs> oh. And so on, yeah, we, you know, and the, oh, I mean, God, we had so many names. I mean. Well, during that time period, you know, who was your role model back in the 60s? So, oh, that'd be the rock and rollers, you know, Little Richard and uh, so on. Um, but never Elvis, I wonder why. Now, now, out of all the concerts, did you have, like, a favorite concert that you just remember as being, you guys were just so hot and so in sync? And, and uh, yeah, that would have been in, actually, here in Copenhagen, mm -hmm. in Denmark. Um, they have a, uh, a huge fairground over here. It's very, very popular with uh, tourists and the people that live here. And it's called Tivoli. And uh, they have this huge concert hall. And it's mostly made of glass. And uh, we were playing there one evening, and uh, there was just literally thousands thousands of people there. And uh, they opened the curtains. We went in to really got me, and the crowd rioted. They just went completely crazy. And, uh, and they just tore the entire place to pieces. Oh, that, that, God, I, I can't imagine that feeling. I mean... We you were know, scared, believe you me. Did you have bodyguards back then? Uh, no, we didn't. Oh, wow. No, we had two road managers, that was it. And uh, 
Were they pretty guy. big? No. God, no. <laughs> <laughs> we were mostly bigger than them. Oh, wow. <laughs> and I guess you were very lonely on all those concert tours, too. No no groupies or anything hanging uh, around. Oh, no, none at all. I mean, oh, gee, where's <laughs> the thought? I mean, good God. <laughs> now, you know, of all the bands today, uh, you know... Well, first of all, what kind of music do you listen to today, and is there somebody that you like today? Uh, believe it or not, uh, and I know a lot of rock and rollers say this kind of thing as well, because they want to appear to be educated or something, you know, but um, I listen all the time to classic. Uh-huh. The whole time. Um, I very rarely listen to anything else. Uh, and the reason for that is because I play classical guitar. Oh. And uh, I have done now for years and years and years. So um, I'm really into that, you know, that guy. So, I mean, I grew up on rock and roll and everything, and it just today, there's just, I don't even listen to rock and roll anymore. Oh, it's, it's, it, believe, it, I hate to say this, but it's really not worth it, you know? No. Because what you're listening to is uh, profits for the uh, record company. That's it. You know, it's funny, you know, I hear like, you know, I look in the newspaper who has the top ten records, there's mm-hmm. not one name that I recognize, not like <laughs> when I was growing up, it was the Beatles, the Kinks, the Monkeys, you know. Uh-huh. Yeah, you knew these the are, group. These are people I don't even know. Now it's 50 cents. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I have the same problem as well, you know, somebody says to me, oh, gee, have you heard the Fences? And you go, who? <laughs> you go, I know. It's, it's, yeah, you got to know the man. They're so good. You know, I have no idea. You know. Now we're sounding like our parents. I know. Good I know. Old days. Didn't, <laughs> we, you know didn't we always say rock and roll crap? It. it doesn't sound like Frank Sinatra. <laughs> you know, that kind of thing. I've got to change my diet for just a minute. You know, oh, God. But, uh, it is crazy, isn't it? Um, yeah. Peter, when was the first time you, you know, found out you had kidney failure and what was the cause? Um. um well, I was trying to get some uh, an increase on my uh, life insurance, and uh, this was in Canada, by the way, that it happened. And uh, the insurance company, they always send a nurse around just to give you a checkout, you know, before they go ahead with it. And uh, she gave me a checkout, and she said, listen, I hate to tell you this, I think you better go and see your doctor. And uh, so I went to see my doctor. He sent me out to the uh, hospital. They did a few tests and everything. They said, sorry, but your kidneys are going... Now, is that, is that from diabetes, or...? No, 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 no. Uh, we, there's two, in my case. They're not quite sure which one it was. It was either that my blood pressure was too high, or I've got this immune problem, which goes around killing everything in my body, you know. Oh, dear. Yeah. And uh, so far, it's only gone as far as my kidneys. But um, it's also a problem because I can't have a transplant either. Oh, wow. Oh, that was my next question. Yeah. Is, are you on a transplant list? I was on a transplant, but they took me off of that. They said, uh, because of this uh, uh, immune problem that you have, you know, it's, it's, apparently it's, it's very, very strong. And uh, they said that uh, they know that if they put in a, a new kidney, then it, it would just be rejected. Oh, I hand. see. And you've been on dialysis how long now? Uh, oh, it must be, what, nine years? Something like nine that. Nine years. And yeah. you're in hemodialysis, correct? Yeah, that's right, yeah. Right. And... and when, you're, when did you get the idea to start drawing these cartoons <clears throat> that I love so much? <laughs> well, that was simply because, you know, you, you're sitting in a chair for four hours, and uh, you've got a television in front of you, um, which gets really boring after a while. 
And so what I started doing was I started drawing little cartoons on um, bits of paper just to pass the time and just, you know, if I was angry with one of the doctors or I thought he was a fool or that a nurse was incompetent, you know, I'd, <laughs> I, I, I'd just draw some kind of cartoon about the uh, situation, you know. And uh, then the nurses started collecting them and uh, then they stuck them in a book and they passed it around to all of the other patients in the clinic and uh, and I suddenly realized from the reaction that uh, it was getting you know a lot of people were laughing I thought you know mm, this might not be a bad idea I think I'll try and get this made into you know little small books and uh, I approached a couple of friends of mine in uh, Toronto in Canada and um, I said Do you want to help me with this you know and they said sure and uh, then we all went ahead and uh, we decided what we were going to do with them was give them to um, a dialysis patients for nothing and uh, so far it's gone very very good uh, we're working on number three at the moment I'm I'm new on dialysis I just started uh-huh and and you know the whole thing with the the potassium and the sodium and the, the water weight <laughs> it's just it's so funny and I love the one that's on the internet the one that um, the person is trying to get on the airplane, and she this doesn't count as, uh, you know, uh, carrying on luggage. And yeah, take, really. <laughs> take his dialysis machine. So, uh, Do you always have inspiration for your cartoons? Is it? Is uh, you don't. You don't. You don't really have to have much inspiration. I mean, you just look around in the clinic, <laughs> you know, and something goes bang, click, you know. I mean, all the time, all the time. It's, um, you know, it's easy, really. Yeah, there's just so many funny things that happen in dialysis. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, it, it could be an actual sitcom, couldn't it? It's a, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the next sitcom uh, on NBC, you know, the, the <laughs> dialysis patients. Well, well, you spend more time with your dialysis staff than you do your own family. I mean, so things are going to happen. Uh-huh. Oh, <laughs> so, without a doubt. I, I mean, um, Actually, that wouldn't be a bad idea now, would it? <laughs> now, when you, uh, did you experience the same thing I did? I mean, like I said, I was first, I'm was i first in dialysis, and I walked in there to, for the first time, and I saw all these elderly, elderly people that looked near death, and I yes. thought, oh, my God, here I am, a, a young guy, uh-huh. you, know, consider, you, know, you know, comparatively, and, oh, my gosh, I'm, you know, how am I going to challenge these people to arm wrestling? I'm going to win. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's exactly the same feeling that I had. I walked in there, and it was like a morgue. You do a lot of self-care up in Canada, don't you? Yeah, a oh, heck of a lot. Over here in Denmark, they uh, they practically insist that you have a machine at home and you do the whole thing yourself. Right. Oh. You know, uh, uh, which I wouldn't mind doing at all, but the very thought of sticking those needles into my arm just makes me... Puke, you know. I, oh, I know. That's that's horrible. Uh, you know, uh, these cartoons were so great. Is there is there one cartoon that that you've drawn that you just get a kick out of? You giggle every time you see yes. it. Yes. <laughs> Which one. one is that? <clears throat> I don't think it's been published yet. Um, it's a nurse in the middle of the night in a graveyard, mm-hmm. and she's digging out one of the graves, mm-hmm. <laughs> and she's saying, "Listen." When we say every second day, we mean every second day. (laughs) (laughs) That's a great one. That's a great one. Oh, man. I love that. Well, because I found that that really was their attitude. It really didn't matter what problems you were having, you know, every second day. There you go. So um, in Canada, you dialyze every other day, not three times a week. 
Uh, yeah, three times a week. Okay. Yeah. yeah so, so. So Monday, Wednesday, Friday, or Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday. Yeah, exactly. It's most, you know, you get a weekend off. Okay. Yeah, so. And it's almost like going to work again, you know. So, oh God. It can be a part-time job. That's for yeah. sure. My <coughs> home dialysis is so, you know, great because you can fit it into your lifestyle at home and have a little bit more freedom. Yeah, well, the thing is, is what I've learned to do is not to dwell on it, you know. That, right. you know, oh, poor me, I've got to go to dialysis and, you know, and this and all the rest of it, you know. I try to steer clear of that thinking. Well, there's one thing in common that we all three have is, you know, I read some stuff about you and, and how positive you are about having this disease and, and you know, keeping a, a good optimistic view of life. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's necessary, I think. It's really, really necessary. I mean, uh, I try to find every day that I've got something to do, you know, that I wake up in the morning and I go, ah, I've got this to do, you know. Exactly. Yeah. The only thing you can control in life is your attitude. Yeah. And I think it's all all a case of attitude with this. Yes. It really is. Yeah, we have to be grateful that there is dialysis available. I mean, if you're going to have an organ fail, mm-hmm. at least there's something they can do if your kidney fail for yeah. you. As far as I'm concerned, you know, there's just some rather nasty little things mm-hmm. that go along with it. You know, for example, you you can't just decide to go on holiday. You know, or, or take a little trip, you know, or somewhere and come back or, you know, do these kind of things. That kind of thing is more or less out of your life. Right. You know, because it takes a lot of planning, you know. If you're yeah, going to go away for does. more than two days, three days, you've got to have dialysis where you're visiting. Exactly. And then you've got to, you know, check out, can it be done and can, you know. Uh, it's, it's, it's quite a lot of red tape that has to go on with that, you know. But, um now, you're dialyzing in Denmark right now? Yeah, yeah. Is yeah, that yeah. difficult to make happen? No, no, not at all. I mean, they have a wonderful welfare society over here. It's, uh, it's free. It's, uh, you know, everything is free, actually. Oh, that's great. That's Even the great. sex, you know, so. <laughs> now, now P- Peter, do you have, a, a, a like, a, a family support system? Do you have a, are, you, are you married or you have kids? No, no, not at all, not at all. The... Uh, the only one I've got over here is, uh, just a minute. What's your name, honey? What's the one Oh, Elizabeth. You left over from that Always concert you love so much. That's all I could say. What? <laughs> <laughs> no, Elizabeth's my girlfriend. We live together here. Uh-huh. And, oh, well, uh, that's, that's fantastic. And, and she's very supportive and everything. Oh, no, she wants me out of the house. She said she can't take this dialysis stuff any longer. <laughs> now, are we, are we going to get you back to Canada at all? Or, or <clears throat> are you, is Denmark your home now? No, it was my home before. Uh-huh. And uh, when I moved out of Canada back, I, you know, that was it, definitive. You know, I wanted to be a place like this where uh, you know, I could see my clinic from my bedroom window. Oh, fantastic. You know, I can just go. Is that good or bad? (laughs) Oh, well, I don't know. I mean, I can walk there. I can take a bike there, but I I usually drive there, you know. But, um, you know, but the other thing is, is that, you know, uh, everything that I like doing, you know, like fishing and so on, you know, know, that's five minutes in any direction, you know, as far as I'm concerned. And, uh, you know, I, I really enjoy it over here, really do. Now, now, Peter, when when you're in dialysis, I mean, do do, you, do the other patients know who you are? That you're like a rock star? And oh yeah, that gets out very quickly. I mean, it does. Some, yeah, somebody figures it pretty fast. 
Yeah. You ever st- thought about starting a dialysis band or something like that? Oh my God, no! <laughs> <laughs> you can start using the machine, different instruments. You know, figure out a whole. Yeah, well, can you imagine it? You know, the bass player going, "Oh, I can't do that number. My potassium levels go up." You know, yeah. and, uh, you know, I've got to watch my blood pressure and. Oh no, no, no. Right. No. So if people want to get these books, what's, what is the best way to, for them to get these? The lighter side of dialysis by Peter Quaid. How, yeah, well, um, they, all they have to do is go onto the. Uh, there's a website uh, called the lighter side of dialysis. Mm-hmm. And uh, all you have to do is just check into there, and uh, and you can order straight straight there. Now, is it in bookstores also, or just on the internet? No, but we're definitely working on how to get them out to bookstores. Also, we have a full article in our um, Live and Give newsletter this month about you that also has the ordering information, so they can sign on to rsnhope.org and download the winter newsletter. Yeah, right. And all the oh, ordering so that's, instructions. That's beautiful. Thank you. Yeah, you see, the, our biggest problem is doing this country by country. Mm-hmm. It, it, it makes some problems. Okay. Uh, Canada and U.S., that was fairly easy to do. But, um, you know, when you start getting out to other countries like, you know, Afghanistan, for example, you know, and uh, you know, Pakistan and uh, China and so on. That's right, but, Osama bin Laden is a kidney patient. Yeah, that's right. You know. It, it, which is kind of strange. <laughs> I know. I mean, where does he go for dialysis is my question. I know. I don't quite understand that either. Oh, well, well, I'm just wondering get... if he has the uh, Chinese cure. Because uh, in China, they don't have dialysis machines. What do they use? Uh, yeah, it's uh, pretty yucky. Uh, they, they give you this stuff that makes you kind of have diarrhea. Mm-hmm. Constant diarrhea. And uh, that keeps you alive for about, oh, six or nine months or something. Mm-hmm. Because in that way, you get rid of a lot of uh, potassium. Get rid of the waste. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Maybe that's why Osama's always on the run. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so. Well, Peter, it's been great talking to you. I, I just continued success, and, and I hope everybody shares your same optimism of life. And if they want a really good laugh... And, and, and even some poignant uh, cartoons, too, I noticed. Um, I, I, they should get the lighter side of dialysis mm-hmm. and, and enjoy it. And thank you so much for talking to us. Yeah, like thank you. you. Well, th- Laurie, thank you very much. And uh, Steve, thank you yes. very much as well. And yes. um, we hope to talk to you again sometime. Oh, that'd be wonderful, guys, really. Okay, well, have a good rest of your day, but I know it's probably nighttime. <laughs> oh, it just got, yes, it's dark now. <laughs> okay, well, get a good night's rest then. Yeah, <laughs> okay, Steve. All right, bye-bye. Okay, bye-bye. got me going. You got me going. I love that song. It's so great. You I know, know it I, is a great song. I, I, you know, there were so many. I, you know, if you think about it, I, I thought of the Kings. I was like, well, what songs did they do? And then I, I went on the internet and looked up what songs they did. They had so many hits. It's a ton. I can't and it. you know, you really got me going. Is is 
basically could be the theme song for transplant patients. I mean, once you get transplanted, that's all you're doing is you're going, going to, to the, the bathroom. bathroom. Ah, I get it. I get it, Lori. Like anyone, you know, who doesn't have a transplant and who is not on dialysis, you know, try sitting in a chair for dialysis for three or four hours. You know, it isn't easy. And uh, hemodialysis, do it at least three times a week. But, you know, you can really do what Peter did and, and put your dialysis time to good use. You know? Definitely. I mean, um, when I was on dialysis, you know, there's all sorts of things you can do. You have to take advantage of the time because you're dialyzing, you know, what, what, 9 to 15, 16 hours a week in center. Let's go over what we think might be some of the the, the things people can do in dialysis. What do you do on dialysis now that you're sitting there? What do I do? Well, I'm just, like I said, three weeks, you know. Right now, it's like, you know, I I watch TV and I— you know, what didn't go over big is I was challenging the other patients to arm wrestling contests, you know, and they, they the nurses really frowned upon that. Exactly. I also like to program my remote control to the other people's TV and change the channels, and they're all looking around, you know. This, but but you why know don't we the, talk about some things that don't get you thrown things. out of the dialysis okay. unit, okay? Well, because what I, you those know, things will other get people you I've out. seen other people do is, you know, they do work-related activities like paperwork, or they pay their bills, they write letters, you know, stuff like that. And, you know, it's, it's a great idea to take that time and actually do schoolwork. I mean, take a course at college and, you know, learn something new. Yeah, and, and like I said, writing letters or you can write in a diary and you can, uh, you know, do what Peter did, you know, do you know, the cartoons that he did. Exactly. And, you know, one of the things I used to do, and I am a total craft addict, I, I want to specify that that's craft with an FT, not crack with a CK, because sometimes people get confused. Oh, it's true, um, because I, mean, I, it's, I, I, I love, it, I'm a craft addict, too, but I love, I love craft food products. Craft food, no, Velveeta I like Velveeta cheese, you know, just take an extra Foslo, you eat a half me, a loaf of Velveeta cheese. Give me a cheese. glue gun, and I'm in heaven. I mean, I like gun. Yeah, hot glue gun. I mean, you can, like, make all these crafts. So crafts, you know, knitting, making making things during dialysis is always a good idea. Yeah, and, and a lot of people love the Internet. I, I just love the Internet. And if you're allowed to, you can take your laptop in or your BlackBerry or your Blueberry exactly. or your Jamba Juice. Or, Surf no, no, the Internet. And actually, you could go to our website, rsnhope.org. Ah, Find out what, what we're a up great to. Plug. Actually, you could be listening to this talk show Absolutely. while you're on dialysis. What a great plug. You are very media savvy. Um, yes. Uh, another thing you can do is you can play, you know, games, computers. I mean, some dialysis units actually put the chairs together where the patients can play chess or something at the same time that they're dialyzing. But, um, you know, hey, uh, it's better than just sitting there doing nothing. And the other thing I do, which I'm not supposed to do in the dialysis unit because there's big signs all over their unit is don't talk on your cell phone. So, you know, I always bring in a pillow and a blanket. I just hide under the blanket and I make phone calls. They just think I'm schizophrenic and I'm talking to myself. Well, yeah, you know, cell phones aren't permitted in a lot of dialysis units. But, you know, what – and you have to check with your your individual dialysis facility. But also there is actual real landlines in dialysis units. So you can actually ask them to move the phone over to you to call somebody and have a, have a conversation or catch up with an old friend. Or you can do what I did. You know, when I was in the hospital, I called out for pizza. <laughs> I don't know if that would be a great idea, but um, I bet you the nurses would love it if you would order them some pizza. <laughs> you might get on you might get on dialysis a little yeah. sooner um, if you do that. I noticed that they're always eating. You ever notice that the staff is always eating? Well, and they're I think always they're so darn. I think they're so darn busy that that's you know. They work, I have to say, healthcare professionals work long hours. And so, you know, a big portion of their time is at dialysis. And when you're sitting in a chair for four hours, I mean, naturally, you're going you're gonna to hone into the smells of the food that's coming from the kitchen. 
you know, another thing that's uh, a great thing to do is read. I mean, um, one of the suggestions of maybe a great book would be you wrote a book. Confessions, Confessions of, of a Couch, couch potato. potato. You could read Jody Picoult's book. You could read my book. And then we can read Lori Hartwell's book. How to be chronic, you know, chronically happy. Um, yes. Or you could actually just take in the newspaper or, you know, read. And for those <laughs> of you TV addicts like me, you can watch TV. Most dialysis units have the, uh, you know, individual TVs and stuff. And uh, I'm, I'm there and I'm watching, you know, all the court shows. People's Court, uh, you know, uh, Judge Joe Brown, yeah, Judge you know, Joe. everything. Thing. And a lot of the dialysis units actually have videos and different movies absolutely. that you can watch a movie. Uh, so they absolutely. can watch one of your old movies. Uh, one of my old movies. And then, you know, listening to music on a CD, I mean, um, that's one of the best things to do. Or listen to a motivational tape, some kind of author that inspires you. And I um, do puzzles sometimes, you know. You know, you can challenge people to do Do like, you the do Rubik's Sudoku? Cube. Do you do Sudoku? I didn't know you were bilingual. <laughs> Sudoku is this craze. Um, it's this crossword type of puzzle that, um, you know, you do it and it's, it's fascinating. I have a Sudoku, I Sudoku on airplanes all the time. Really? But you, you don't let the stewardesses <laughs> see you. When I started dialysis, I went at like 4.30 in the morning, you know, and I'd get there and I'd, I'd just fall asleep. And that's another thing you can exactly. do, sleep and well, dream I'd, about, you know, I dialyzed things. at 4 o'clock in the morning, so I did utilize a large part of my time to sleep because I had to get up and go to work. And those and are so some of the things that thing. we do, but, you know, we we also want to know what the, our Kidney Talk listeners spend their time doing on dialysis. So, if you come up with a unique way, you know, let us know, you know. Um, yeah, send us an email to kidneytalk at rsnhope.org. I mean, um, let us know. We would love to share your ideas. And we'll read the top answers on the upcoming show. And what do you win if we pick your letter? Lori, what do we win? A uh, can of kidney beans. I don't know. We'll have to come up with something. You know, Stephen, we have to thank our sponsors. We do? Yes, we do. All right. So we got to say a big thanks to Abbott. Abbott, I love Abbott. And Amgen. I love Amgen. American Regent. I love American Regent, too. And Estellas. Oh, my gosh. We're four out of four. I love Estellas. <laughs> we are very popular with the A's. Absolutely. <laughs> And you know what? On our next week's segment, what are we? My one of my favorite subjects, uh, you know, I, I just love. It. We're going to talk about pets and how they help us get through the, the day. Yes, for the love of pets, I have to tell you that um, it's one of my favorite subjects. So we'll see you next time on Kidney Talk. Oh, oh you really got me going. You got me going. I love that song. Renal Support Network would like to thank everyone who has made this show possible. Kidney Talk's founding sponsor is Amgen. Generous support is provided by Roche Pharmaceuticals and Estellas. Friends of Kidney Talk are Abbott Laboratories, American Region, and Fresenius Medical Care North America. Thank you for helping us stream health, happiness, and hope to the kidney community. Visit rsnhope.org for more information. We can control our own destiny. We can take charge of our health and ask questions about our medical options. We can form partnerships with our health care team. We can take steps towards self-improvement. We can be sensitive to the impact of our disease on our family. We can sing, dance, laugh, and enjoy our lives. 
We can appreciate today and look forward to tomorrow. We can help and support our fellow patients. We can pursue our hopes and dreams. We can make a difference.